College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and what a glorious rivalry week we had in college football. If you still don't believe, maybe you're just an NFL fanboy, NBA fanboy, you still, you know, baseball, your number one sport, whatever the sport is, right? Right, team sport, regular season, it doesn't compare. It just doesn't. The best regular season team sport is college football, and this week just hit that home. It didn't need to, but that's what college football does, especially when we didn't have this major undefeated or one-loss team get way upset. Of course, Ohio State, we did have one go down, but we knew that going in. It was O against O. Somebody's O was going to go, and it did, by the way. Um, what if, I mean, you had it all, you had it all, including the snowstorm, which we didn't really have beyond those Mac games midweek. We didn't have a snowstorm game and we even got that just glorious. That's all I could say. Anyway, we will recap rivalry week. We were just before we hit record, we were literally just kind of figuring out where we're at. You know what I mean? Like, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. It's, it's you know, you can make an argument for this. How far do you put Ohio State down? Shouldn't Michigan be number one now based off that last win? I mean, there's just so many debates to be had. Obviously, some of that debate will be over tomorrow. But ultimately, there's still a lot of football to be played. So, yeah, we're going to recap the fucking Bama, Auburn, like everything, Washington, the Apple Cup, like it's just there's so much to talk about, and we'll get to that in just a second. Then, of course, we're going to look forward to conference championship week. If you look at the Power Five stuff, the big games, obviously the rematch between Washington and Oregon, which Oregon we all figured would be a favorite. Man, they are a favorite with a big number. And then Georgia-Bama, too. They haven't played, I think, in two years, three years in the regular season, something like that. They haven't played uh, in two years, I think. Something like that. I think they played twice that year. But anyway, we're going to break that all down, including some other, you know, other conference, conference final games. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about Texas A&M and Michigan State, especially those two who now have a new head coach. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope it up radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope it up and download the show directly there. Uh, you can find uh, the College Ball Show under rope it up radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can download the podcast app, Player FM, Google Podcasts, PodBay, Podtail, Basically, in a whole lot of places. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. And we call it the College Ball Show because after football, it will be college basketball. And DirecTV Stream is talking about college football, but they're also getting ready for college basketball, which is back. It had a big Thanksgiving weekend. Catch all the action with our best deal of 2023 and save $64.99. Big value for big fans. Get the entertainment package and direct TV sports pack for only $84.99 a month plus taxes and fees for the first three months. You can lock that down 
in a two-year agreement. Choose the DirecTV streaming package that's right for you, starting at sixty-four. I'm oh, sorry, sixty-nine ninety-nine. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in the co-host, uh, Marshall. Man, you know, a lot of people. Sometimes it'll be friends of ours or whatever, just people in your life that they, they just don't get college football, right? They're NFL. Their other stuff, they like it, they'll, they'll check it out, but they just don't get it. Why does it come down to rankings? Why is it this? Why is it that? Oh, why are they playing this easy team? Oh, they always win. They just don't get it. My favorite two sports, when push comes to sub, are college football and boxing. And there's a lot of stuff that you just, you got to explain in those two sports. It's a little kid, right? But, I mean... Considering, like I said, we didn't have that major team go down, that's about as close as you can for it to happen. What a, like I said, glorious, glorious rivalry week, man. It was, well, I'll say this. I had a flight delayed, uh, and then it got for about 45 minutes, and I didn't care at all. Like, normally airports... And being a teacher and a coach, I pretty much compare, like, for all adults who like to trash talk kids or, or discipline their kids, it is amazing because so many adults act like kids in airports, whether it's, like, first person to stand up on a plane lands or cut in front of you in line with a plane boards. Like, I always have flashbacks of, like, if these parents discipline their kids for over petty stuff, film yourself, please. But nonetheless, you know, airports bring out non-patients and people. I didn't care at all. That my flight was delayed because I went from watching Bama to watching Washington to watching Florida State. And all those games were incredible. And I will say this for my opening show comments, okay? If, yes, I know that college football is becoming bigger leagues, and that is the way life's going to be because money talks, and we're going to have you more got 12 like spots. You got 12 spots. Let's not forget about that. True. But, and we're going to have bigger conferences. But with all this being said, I already give Washington, Washington State credit for renewing their rivalry matchup for, I believe, the next eight years. Because with, with teams switching conferences, a lot of these teams are going to lose rivals you've played for anywhere from 50 to 100 plus years. You can't let that go. Who gives a shit if you lose a non-conference game? The top ten teams like Bama and Georgia, you can probably afford it. But just to the, just to fathom that some of these schools are going to be losing their rivalry games at the end of the year, like that's just not fair, man. Like credit to Washington, Washington State. Like the 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 rivalry weekend of college football. And I'll get I'll admit that this weekend was on steroids. Is so much fun. Like nothing beats this. When you have teams who play each other who clearly the point spread says, hey, this team's a bum and that team's great. The bum teams don't care rivalry week. And there's so much, you know, it's interstate kids against kids who play each other in high school. Or maybe they're friends. There's just that, that shit talking. Like, the, I hope that as, as the sport continues to change conferences, do the right thing and keep your rivalries lasting for your non-conference games because your fans deserve it. It's what makes college football the great sport that it is, and it's just it's just something that the sport needs. Period. Like, I, just 
don't if you're gonna switch it up, cool. But just keep your rival matchups going to have weekends like we just had because that was seriously one of the best two hour stretches of college football I've seen in my in my lifetime. That was phenomenal football, Chris. It truly was. Yeah, and, and first of all, let's get bum out of the, the vernacular, okay, just like in boxing. Let's not call these teams bums, okay? Auburn's not a bummy team. They're shitty this year, but bums, I hate that word. Sorry. Gets you a enough. lot. It gets you okay. a lot. That's just, oh. that's just my little weird thing because uh, I hate right. when people call boxers bums. Oh, he's a bum. Hit one shot, you're done. So that oh. bum just knocked you out. No, but – now, let's be fair, though, because some of these contracts are already set for years. So, you know, if you already have a contract, you can't just renew it right away oh. if you don't have any room, right? So, yes. as the years come, yes, that is the goal. 100% I'm with you. Uh, your longest rivalry, you're not going to play all three. You know, in the Big Ten, for instance, we're talking about those teams coming over. We have not, just like the Pac-12, we have nine conference games. So you're not going to lock up your all three in rivalry games or something, but your best one, that's what you got to keep. I totally yes. agree. And whether you you could do it right now, like you said, the Apple Cup, or they could get to it in the coming years, they definitely got to do that because uh, you just got to. I mean, you know, the Miami, Florida State, people just assumed that both of them were in the same conference for a long time before they actually were, you know, and it wasn't true. They just played every year. Now, Florida decided not to want to play Florida or Miami every year, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And it just, uh, and, and we can't forget how good week by week we're going to get it with college football now too, because yes. when you add Washington and Oregon, which are the best two teams uh, in the Pac-12, Clearly, when you, you know, UCLA can be solid. We know USC, when done right, can be top tier. They're all coming over. Um, that just adds, you know, to your week. And they already know. It's all transparent. They already got the next, what, six, five or six years already done um, for, for your schedule. You already know what it is. Um, and you have to play, when you play a team, you get a home and away, so the next year you'll go away home. So that that's that's really legit. Instead of keeping it vague and we'll do it year by year and let's figure it out, let's make it. No, no, no. Recruiting or we got the best quarterback. Well, that team has the best quarterback, so we want to. And that's another thing that won't be in play as much because of the twelve teams, right? You could even get in as a ten and two team potentially. You know, uh, most one lo- one losses will be in. So. You know, that plays into it like you don't have to be so careful even with the SEC schedule because you can take an L and it's not the end of the world. Um, As far as getting to the conference final or maybe not get to the conference final because we've seen teams not win the conference final or before and win the thing. That doesn't happen much, but it happens. Um, Anyway, I mean, let's start with the biggest game on paper and the one where somebody's O had to go, and that O is gone now. Ohio State goes down. They went down swinging. You know, it wasn't like the last two years where the fourth quarter was just meat and potatoes and just run you over. In fact, they had a drive. 
I think they had like 36 rushing yards in one drive. They had like 40 something. And it was like multiple, I think it was eight runs in a row or something like that. Um, we knew going in that the quarterback wasn't quite on that, that notch up. He's a notch below. Good young quarterback. We'll see where he goes, you know, see what he does next year for Ohio State. But, uh, you know, a couple throws here, a couple throws there, uh, it could be different, but it's not Michigan moves on. And, and they beat them three times in a row. So, you do normally like to call me out when I make my crazy references about coaches being fired, but I'm being dead serious about this, as crazy as this. I do realize that Ryan Day, against when he's been Ohio State, is 56-1. and one against teams who are not top five, but he's one in five against top five teams. And us, and, and I'm sure that he'll probably stay, but I'm just being dead serious here. Do you think Ohio State considers letting him go? Because I says, because you've now lost your main rival three years in a row. Like maybe he, I, he'll probably come back, but I think if Ryan Day loses next year, even though his combined record probably is going to be like a 64 and six, I don't think if you're Ohio State, you can keep bringing back a coach. Let's say they lose to Ohio State to Michigan again next year. That's lost your main rival four years in a row. Now, part of that's probably not fair to him. But if you look at your guy before, Meyer, who maybe not the best human being ever, but a tremendous football coach, pretty much had Michigan's number. And Ohio State really, for the most part, since for the past two decades, really has really kind of controlled the rivalry. I think the leash on Ryan Day, for as good as he may be, is going to get pretty short because if you, let's say you lose to Michigan for the fourth year old, it will not surprise me for them to say, dude, I know you've won 85 to 90% of your games, but you've now lost to our main rival, which is literally the one thing that stops you from making the college football playoff. And I, I, it's, it's, it's again, if, if I was to be a, fo- a, a basketball coach in Texas and win 85% of my games, I'd be getting loved. But when you continuously lose to a team that is the only thing stopping you from making the playoffs, Chris, I think Ryan Day's get on a pretty short leash. Okay, a, a short leash is different than firing him this year, or you know, at the end of the year. I think that's ridiculous, and we can literally use the example right across the field. Now, not that day; he wasn't on the field, right? He was in the hotel. But Harbaugh went zero and five against Ohio State. Okay, let's not forget about that. And what did Michigan do? They re-upped on him. They re-upped on him. Now, I understand it's not the same circumstances. When Harbaugh got there, Michigan was in flux. Shit. Yes. In 2014, the Gophers beat him, for Christ's sake. They, it was a different team. And, and I, Meyer and I, had won some titles, too, for Ohio State. They were, they were contending for titles often compared to Michigan, who had not been contending for titles like Ohio State had been previously to day being there. Or Harbaugh being a Michigan at all. Well, yeah, but Day Day has already – I mean, let's not forget, okay, Marshall? Let's not forget, 42 to 41. You know and I know if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get knocked out in that fourth quarter last year, they had no answer for him, correct? True. Now, we, we can't tell the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they had no – fucking answer for that guy, correct? Yeah. Nothing. They lost by a field goal to the national champions, okay? 
the nat, the Natties two years in a row. So if you're going to dump that when you were right there, now would they have blown out TCU like that? I don't fucking know. We don't know. Sure. But when you look at the quarterback they had in place, okay, I, I would have favored them. I think you would have picked them over TCU too. Maybe not though. Maybe not. Yeah. But I, I probably would have. Okay. So we got to keep it in perspective. And it was five. And, and besides that fourth down overtime play, did he? We still don't know if that guy really made it. But Ohio State got the the benefit of the doubt. You can't say he didn't make it. You can't say whatever. It is what it sure. is, right? But other than that, those games, a lot of them were beat you down type games. Beat I up. just think with as crazy as Michigan once, I'm not done. He okay. beat Michigan one. He's one in three against Michigan. Okay, you gotta let it play out a little longer to get rid of him this year is ridiculous, and you should have just learned. From that, they were getting their ass kicked, too. I'm talking ass kicked in most of those games in the second half. Talking 30, 40, a lot of points. So I think that's a little ridiculous uh, to say fire this year. Now you've got to fucking wake the fuck up and win some of these games, uh, you know, against Michigan. Sure, sure. It's not the same scenario, but I think you can at least – he's done enough to where you got to at least let it play out. And if not – then we got to start putting, is Kiffin on the hot seat? Then, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, Kiffin came in as the number one. Coming off 11-2 season, they were the number one team in the nation, and they ended up 7-5 and five that year. So you weren't calling for him to get fired, but you're calling him to get fired. So I'm just keeping it all in perspective. Not all the same scenarios, Okay. Well, Can we talk a, about the game a little bit, though? Yeah, well, I, I, and I just mentioned that because I'm just seeing that, that I'm sure there are, or are Ohio State fans that believe that. Like, dude, just because that's how college sports are. That rivalry game is so big, dude, we can't beat Michigan. Like, I'm sure there's people that are growing up. That's, that's a different category, though. He, he's got to go. But, uh, but I think that's why I'm sure there's people that are thinking. Now, if you lose four or five in a row, then, dude, I mean, yeah. So, with that being said, for the game itself, and I think you kind of summed it up even perfectly. You can't you can't really afford to have a off quarter off half, and that Ohio State quarterback made just enough couple mistakes in the first half to where that really he he came out a little bit flat, had that one pick that really hurt, and that was literally the difference in the game that literally got decided by a brilliant halfback pass and a uh, interception ended it. So that that first in a dumb throw to close too, he had a yeah. he had a. He had a, a running back in the flat that it could have been at least like a six, eight-yard pickup or something. Maybe he breaks a tap, tackle and go. He shouldn't have forced it. I mean, look at how many people were around him. That wasn't a jump ball scenario, right? That wasn't a jump ball scenario, I don't think. So I think that was ridiculous to try to force it within like three or four guys. Do you throw it to Harrison, double team? Yeah, but not in the middle of the field like that. That's not the jump ball, back shoulder, nothing like that. That was a dumb pass to try to get off, too, when you had a guy open the whole time. Yeah, and again, I just, I think that, and I think the announcer summed up perfectly on the facts of the Fox postgame show. Like, what's the, what's the group to prove on? It's just offensive, defensive line. Again, that is where Meyer made his glory in Florida, Ohio State, was having lines to control the game. 
And even though the games have been differently played the last couple of years, Ohio State's D-line and O-line have been outplayed by Michigan's for the last three years in a row. And that really is coming out of the difference. Because skill level-wise, you will vary from quarterback to I didn't see as much this year, to be honest it, it, it wasn't quite, but I still thought that near the end of the game, Michigan did enough with um, with Corum Cor- just to run the ball enough. Again, maybe it wasn't as dramatic as two years ago, but I think their O line and D line are still the better side. It's maybe like a uh, A plus to an A minus. But hey, hats off to Michigan. Your coach wasn't there, which you know for anyone that's played sports. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying they're America's team, all that nonsense. But the head coach was gone. A different coach was walking the sidelines. That is a different dynamic, no matter how you phrase it. We know who's taking and, over for Harbaugh when he leaves. <laughs> yeah. If they can keep, keep him. Dude, my resume, I beat Ohio State. You got to sign me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but three hey, and three on they – were, they were bad on third down, but three and three on fourth down. That was huge. And, by the way, McCarthy had a couple zingers in there to get, uh, you know, a big play or a, a first down or whatever. He played a lot better than – recently when he hasn't been as healthy and he didn't have an interception you know he 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 uh, now again 16 for 20 buck 48 is that sexy no but you didn't make a big mistake you you didn't have any you did oh shit moments like he and he had a couple of runs like he he did his part in mccord again you fed you fed your guy harrison harrison had five catches buck 18 that's not bad at all but those two those two Interceptions, obviously the one at the end of clinched it. The one before was a uh, an early uh, conference boost for Michigan. So, again, another very close played game. Offense was both most slow this in the first half, but you made one more mistake the other team did. And in Michigan, though, hey, you now beat your rivals three years in a row. And now you get to play a much easier opponent in theory uh, this coming up week in the Big Ten Championship, which you'll face Iowa. Ah, boy, that – um yeah, that I think McCarthy had a very underrated game, and then he had Corum that down the stretch. But honestly, I, I didn't I didn't see the big difference. I'll be honest with you, I didn't see the because the quarterback had enough time to do what he needed to do. They weren't on his ass the whole time. They didn't get five or six sacks. I thought it was about as close as it's been the last three years, offense and defense. But uh, man. Yeah, Corum, a couple, he had that Walter Payton-looking goal line thing on a fourth down where he jumps through the hole and or above the, the pile. You don't see that as much now. And, yeah, they just made they, they just made the, the plays and didn't make the mistakes like you said. Now, Washington, again, this is their sixth one-score game, and they have at least one other that was a one-score game until it was it was like a ten-point game. Um Somehow, some way, they got the job done. And, you know, they missed some field goals. They, you know, they, they both teams actually missed field goals. They had a pick, but it didn't really lead to anything. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. I think it's been since Oregon 2010. It's hard to go undefeated, right? We know that. Very hard to go undefeated. And uh, it hasn't been done in the Pac-12 since Oregon 2010. And that was the year where they barely, barely lost by a field goal red at the buzzer to Auburn. Um, but they got the job done. You know, that is the key point. Um, you know, they, they, they got the job done. I don't really know what else to say because I honestly thought they were going to lose the game there. I really thought they were going to lose the game, Marshall. I really thought they were going to lose this one. 
Yeah, I, um, and that plus 17 and a half was very nice, by the way. I felt pretty comfortable the whole game. Hey, Cam Ward's a good quarterback. If, if, I'm not saying he's Pedix, but if you switch quarterbacks, Washington have a pretty good team. That dude's athletic. Now he's, again, he's not Pedix, but he's got the pieces. He got the armors. He got the strength. He's got potential to be a very good quarterback. And he had a good game because the Washington line kind of, he, he had time to operate. And when he has time, he's been pretty good this year. And obviously a rivalry game, they had nothing to lose to go all out. So, <clears throat> hey, the, it was tied at half. Uh, it was tied in the fourth quarter. Th- this game was, it They had it had everything. It, it literally did. The fourth quarter of this game was worth watching on YouTube if you didn't see it live. And I will tip my cap to DeBoer, the Washington, quarter, uh, the Washington head coach, because with about, well, I suppose, about a minute, 10 to go, somewhere in that range. Uh, it was fourth and one on their own 35, 37-yard line. And most coaches in that situation, I believe, probably punt. That dude had the balls to do a kind of fake a fourth and one dive and do a reverse, like a reverse handoff to his wide receiver. And that dude booked it down the freaking sideline. So as a coach, I think that takes incredible balls to make that play call. Because a, you got to make sure it works out. And B, if that if that little reverse sweep doesn't work, Washington State now has the ball on your old thirty five, and they're gonna wind the clock down and kick a field goal, and you're gonna go home, and you're probably your your national title hopes maybe just disappeared. So, <clears throat> I in a in a world nowadays, Chris, where sabermetrics matter for sports, sometimes you just got to have the balls to make a call. That took a lot of balls, but the call paid off. They drove down the field. They did just enough to make that field goal. Uh, that was a fun game. I thought Washington, again, they, they had a couple of slip-ups. They almost gave the game away. They, they had, you know, they, they've been doing it all year. It's It hasn't been pretty, but Pinnock's in and off. He made the plays, and people were wondering, you know, he why was He was kind of all over the place in that game, though. He was. He he didn't have his best game. And then during the during the game when he kicked, he kind of has head bearing the equipment, uh, like Ben thing. That dude's probably worn out. Like, and we all show our emotions differently. Most quarterbacks are trying to chill and poke, uh, stoic. That dude was like, dude, I can't watch. It's been, it's been 12, 12 weeks of complete grind for about seven of those 12 games. And I just need to breathe it mentally just to not watch. So I, I, as someone who's kind of like emotional watching sports too, like imagine being that player. Like that dude literally has been through the grind and maybe he was a little, being a little, it's some people's minds over dramatic, but. Shit, you're 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 someone that went out. If your kicker misses that, dude, you got to throw the helmet right back on. So, it, it, they are they in a row based off last year too. Yeah, it, it's hard to win in sports. It is not to mention 19 games in a row. So, are they the best team in the country? Probably not. Could they beat Georgia? Probably not. But they are still undefeated. They've not been beat. And even though their defense isn't the best and their offense has their off moments at times. You're undefeated, and you went through a, a really good Pac-12 this year. So a tip of the cap to Washington. Washington State, dude, you made your rivals work. Cam Ward had a good game. You almost had that game. You you were a couple of slip-ups away because prior dude, to There was a moment where Ward should have ran. Oh, I was literally you know, just going like, to say. Run, run, yeah. dude, you're right there. Oh, you kill it. You know, yeah. That, that That is 10 years of uh, podcasting together because I was literally going to say, it looked like he had it too. Because he, he he's did. quick, I, I he 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 would have had to be one linebacker, and if he does that, dude, that game I I don't know if Pettis gets the ball back that game. So 
hey, that that was a beautiful rivalry game, right? They're on the near the bay or the, the Puget Sound or wherever that is. That looks like a beautiful stadium, a very fun game. And hey, if you're watching, you did enough. Now you get to pack up and go to Vegas. Now you got to go play the quack quack ducks again. So, but hey, again, you're you're undefeated, Chris. Now again, if they don't win the title this year, it is what it is. But this will still be a, a season where, if you're a Washington Huskies fan, you put together one hell of a year. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Six, half of the games, one score. Um, you know, the first maybe four games, they were just going to town. Then at, at Arizona, which turned out to be a much better win um, than we thought at the time. And ever since then, it's been pretty freaking close games. Uh, I mean, they were losing a lot of that Arizona State game. Like, yeah, man, that that, that was a wild, wild ride. And, um you know, if they win, that would be 20 in a row, uh, you know, based off last year. And, and some, some people come in, you know, came in this year thinking that they were done. Um, so, yeah, that – I mean, shit, that was awesome. All right, so, Bama, Auburn, we've been here before. Saban's been here before. Doesn't always go his way when he's been there before. Uh, at the Auburn 31, fourth and goal. That's right. I repeat, fourth and goal from the 31. Uh, just unbelievable. I, I mean, I guess they work on the play. It was nice to actually have a one-on-one. We know uh, the quarterback's improved a whole lot, and the deep ball is what he's accurate. Great catch. I mean, the drama playing out here, once again, I understand it's rivalry week. I understand all that. I didn't see this as a super competitive game, man. I didn't see it have to a mini Hail Mary to get the job done, sir. All of this gets avoided if a guy doesn't slip and muff a punt. Like my we, the the Good last field goal too. If that guy doesn't muff the punt, Auburn might run out the clock. But so, I mean, just to recap this craziness. Uh, Auburn is about to get the ball back with a chance for the clock out and win the game with about uh, four minutes to go. They muff the punt, so Bama, get, Bama picks it up. And then they drive down the field. And they're, they're actually getting ready. They're, they're first and goal. So mind you, Bama's first and goal, a minute 43 left. Okay, they're, uh, they're going to score and win. First play, stuff for one. Second goal from the eight. They lose 18 yards on the plate. It was a bad snap. Oh, shit. Okay, now you're 30 goal for the 26. Then you see something that, Chris, I had to literally, my brain, like, malfunctioned for a second. Because with, <coughs> excuse me, third and 26 from the goal, Pet, uh, Milroy scrambles outside the pocket, runs past the first down line of scrimmage, and then walks backwards, and then still makes a pass. And you have the announcer saying, well, he's got to come backwards. He's got to throw the ball. In my head, I'm thinking, are you allowed to run past the line of scrimmage and jog back and throw a pass? I'm like, that shit can't be legal. So that was flagged for. And then 4th and 31, oh, no, no big deal. Now, as I always like to mention rants on this show, and this is, I've sat through this as a Cowboys fan, you see it happen too often, Chris. What were your initial thoughts? Are you going to fire Saban today too or no? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not touching Tuscaloosa. They're, they're more crazier than, uh, than, than Ohio State. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on rushing two? Again, I remember the Cowboys did it against Aaron Rodgers, lost in the playoff game. 
I, I get that you want to have people back there, but you see that happen a bit too often in sports where, dude, at least send five. That gives you six people back there, but send people towards the quarterback. You you literally – so if you didn't see it, it was fourth and 31, as my co-host said. Auburn had two people rush and one guy play spy. The spy linebacker never got within 10 yards of uh, Milroy. And the two linemen on, on uh, Auburn's D-line, they, they weren't getting to him because it's five on two. You think those Alabama linemen who are pretty much always NFL guys are going to let two guys get past five? For the play of the game? Hell no. So what does that allow you to do? That gives literally the whole effort time of the world. Again, I'm not saying you got to send a seven-person all-out blitz and go crazy. But this whole send two, send three, give them all, all day, I think that that's, that's got to stop now at some point. Like, I know I'm not a college football coach, and I, maybe I'll never get to that level, whatever. But that just doesn't seem logical. Send four people, at least send a regular pass rush. That gives you seven. Maybe five is extreme, but at least send four guys who are trying to get the quarterback. The spy, the spy, spy didn't do shit. Bill Ray ain't got to run 31 yards, Chris. I just think the rusher. Yeah, that's, yeah, the spy didn't need to be there. That's no. Sure. E- either blitz or go off, go, like, I just, what were your thoughts on sending two and what would you do in that situation if you were? Yeah, just initial thoughts on that. Because the, they did give him, he probably had a solid, I don't know, probably six to seven seconds to set his feet to make a, a, a pretty untested throw. I would have not let a one-on-one play go. That's what I would have not let <laughs> happen because <laughs> that's what it turned out to be. So the spy was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you know, three and drop eight, that's a basic thing that you do in that scenario. Um, the spy, I agree with you, that's pretty ridiculous considering there's a bunch of people right near the goal line. And they would just come out and, you know, because he can't throw the ball once he's crossing. Yeah, so that the spy was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, like you said, that spy should have just been rushing. It should have been drop or rush three, drop eight. You know what I mean? Okay, that'd have been, sure. That'd have been fine with me. But yeah, rush two is, is is that's pretty damn thin, especially if you're gonna have a spy and then in the corner of the end zone you got a one on one play. I mean that's that's not what you want. Do you think that Bam? I'm not. I, you can't say Bama took it for granted. But do do you think this Bama team was just? I think they overlooked them. I think they overlooked them. This so this is the Bama team. There were. I mean, they have had like I believe five now one score games in the SEC. Uh, so I mean, hey, they pulled it out. I mean, the confidence ran high. But when I, when I turned this game on because I went to the airport, I kind of missed like the little bit of the first half. But to see the score stay the way it was, I was like, man, you know, Milroy has had such a good second half of the year. To see them kind of get contained, uh, hats off to Auburn. Like, when, you know, as Nick Saban said, weird shit happens in that stadium, as you were talking about before the show. But I was surprised to see Auburn stay in the game the whole time. I did think that Bama would have broken away a little bit. Uh, it's three but, of them, three, three, uh, three SEC games that were one score, A&M and uh, – Arkansas back to back weeks and now this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're right. Old, Old Miss was sluggish in the first half. I think it kind of turned out late. So you're right. But uh, hey, just at the end of the day, you got the win. You, you did. Uh, just such a weird, weird event of plays. If you've not seen that on YouTube, definitely watch that. Watch the Washington, Washington State, uh, and all that stuff happened within like 45 minutes because as as the battle game the got done, yeah. the the Wazoo Washington was literally getting to their, like, final five to ten minutes. So 
Um, but hey, for Bama, you're still you're still in this race. You have a very tough opponent coming up, but you did enough just to survive. As my co-host said, how do you let one guy beat you? Like you got you got eight guys back, and you give up a, a back corner touchdown. Like, and now the Alabama Auburn rivalry lives for another uh, chapter in, in a book that's probably going to be a couple hundred pages long by the time this world's all gone. Yeah, man, it's it, it's pretty freaking crazy. Uh, you know, just. I mean, you know, it's funny because that Friday, Old Miss had problems with Mississippi. Then they finally got over the hump on Thursday. But that Friday featured a lot of blowouts. Oregon State, I think, missed two extra offensive linemen and like a safety and something else. So it wasn't their full team. But that doesn't matter. Oregon State kicked the shit out. I'm sorry. Oregon kicked the shit out of Oregon State. Um, Didn't mess around. Texas didn't mess around whatsoever, 57-7. to Um, high scoring Oklahoma sixty nine to forty five. Uh, I, I had the plus uh, live. They were down by ten. UTSA down by ten. I said, you know what? Shit's been weird so far. I'm a plus ten and a half. I scored that. Didn't matter though. Didn't matter on that one because Tulane uh, got the job done. Um, but the Iowa Nebraska when we talked, what was it? Twenty six and a half or something like that. When we talked on uh, Monday or Tuesday, it was twenty six and a half at that time. I believe it's like twenty six or I, I think it was twenty six or twenty seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, one of those two. Well, it opened at twenty seven and a half. I think it was down. I think about. I think it was down to twenty six by the time we okay. talked. Either way, closed at twenty four and a half. When it was at twenty six, I couldn't touch it. I didn't. I didn't doubt Iowa, but I just couldn't touch it. I just. I was like, nah, I'm not going to go against them because who fucking knows. But when it's 24 and a half, and for that, just two horrible turnovers in a row, um, and then you let up like a 20-plus yard run just so they can get in the field goal range, it somehow, some way, Iowa pulled off the win 13 to 10 and, and somehow got under that 24 and a half, man. In the weirdest way, I respect the shit out of that team. For a serious should, if if I was a college football voter, I would have to consider putting Kirk Ferentz for coach of the year. And I'm not, I'm being dead serious, dude. You had the one of the worst offenses in all of D1 football, and you went ten and two. Like I don't, I don't know, maybe that's a slight of coach. You don't know what the hell how to do on offense, but how do you win ten football games when your offense is one of the worst ten in the whole nation? Like. It defies all logic, but I, I don't. And Nebraska, those fans, I, I'm not. I've never been a Nebraska guy. I'm not a hater, but I seriously feel for that fan base because you've now had, I think, in the past like 40 games that have been one score games. You're like uh, seven and 33. Like you, that that fan base has been cursed, especially for the past three years. Of if it's a close game, you're gonna lose. Like I just. I don't know what they do in Lincoln, but that fan base has been massively tortured. And again, when when Iowa quarterback threw that hideous pick, you're like, dude, Nebraska, you're going to win this one. And then you throw a pick just as hideous back, like we were saying for the show. Hold my beer. No, you hold my beer. All right, we don't want to win either. So, hey, Matt Rule, I think you did the right stuff there this year, but you're still trying to get rid of the ghost of Nebraska of, hey, if it's close game, the fourth quarter coach, 
Uh, you just turn turn your head. Don't watch. Don't watch. I mean, first I, I don't year know. though. I don't even like to talk about first years to be honest with you. Not that yeah, much. Anyway. You no, know I, I, mean? I I think I think he had positives for for how it's been of late. I think he did a decent job. But you just got to find some eventually. And part of this really comes out of the players for. If you, your past forty games that are close, you've lost thirty three or thirty four of them. That comes out of the guys on the field. At the end of the day, you're making plays in the fourth quarter. So damn, what? Well, a, that's coaching what, too, though. What, I mean, it, you can't it, keep going in the same scenario. Well, that's I mean? yeah, true. You're right too. So, uh, but hey, Iowa had ten and two. You had a marvelous year, and I get to go play Michigan. And I, I'll say this, Chris. So after that game was over, I tweeted or texted my group chat. I said, "How much you want to bet?" That the over under for Michigan is going to be Michigan out is going to be thirty and the points for it's going to be twenty one. I almost nailed it. The uh, point spread for Iowa Iowa Michigan is twenty four and the over under is thirty three. I almost hit it right in the head. So if you have for Iowa thirty three point over under and our twenty four point dog to Michigan, <clears throat> Kentucky upset Louisville who was a one-loss team, obviously is no longer. Arizona took care of business, as did Notre Dame. No big surprises there. Oklahoma State needed two overtimes, and they are now in that Big 12 conference final. But they, I mean, geez, 40-34 to in double OT. That was pretty crazy. NC State, North Carolina just kind of ended their season badly, and, and they kicked them, like, here, take this two with you. 39 to 20. That was rough. Clemson, South Carolina managed to get that done. Liberty, you know, they got a big game coming up actually too. We'll get into all that stuff. Um, I mean, this, man, this, there's just so much you could say about this week. It's crazy. But Florida State didn't look good there for a while. They managed to get over the hump 24 to 15. As we know, they did drop down a notch to the fifth spot. They got Louisville, who should be kind of pissed off right now. A&M and LSU were in a back-and-forth game. LSU outlasted them. And then we have the freaking winter wonderland with Kansas State and Iowa State. I mean, the numbers from that, when you're looking at it, this is when it was 35-35, right? that Abu Samah the third at the time just coming off a touchdown 11 rushes 268 244 a clip and three tutties uh, the total plays at the time this is like 10 minutes left 12 minutes left of the fourth quarter 77 to 27 in favor of Kansas State they had 34 10 to 13 19 time of possession but yet they had two less yards than Iowa State. I mean, at the time, it was 26-9 for first downs. I mean, when you have the amount of 60-plus and really four 70-yard-plus touchdowns, Noel had two receiving touchdowns, one for 79, one for 82. That Samah had 77, 71, and a 60-yard, all rushing touchdowns. I mean, the numbers were just freaking crazy. They had 35 plays and gained 488 yards on them. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. Throwing like a 33-yard uh, passing touchdown in there, too. That was just crazy, man. And, you know, beyond, like I said before, beyond the, um, 
you know, the, the map games that we had a couple weeks ago when it snowed. Uh, and maybe this is even longer than a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. I think it was in October maybe. But either way, we hadn't had a full-on Winter Wonderland game, and we got that just in the nick of time, just adding to, you know, to what happened. Um, any other items that you'd like to talk about before we get into preview and predicting some of this stuff that we got coming up, my friend? Hey, bang that drum, brother. Bang that big-ass drum. The boys <laughs> finish six and seven. Hey, we finished on a dub. We this got full the- practices. Yep, this is the first uh, down year we've had in the Crafty Craft Pick of the Week, which is saying a lot because we've, I think we've pretty much had a winning season for the past seven years. This year we went, we went one game under 500. We'll be back. We had next. a young team. We had a very young team. We very did. We did. Had a lot of injuries. But we'll be back next year. Uh, we didn't, we, yeah, we didn't make sports there this uh, year. Last year we had a couple games on sports that are like highlights. So like, well, but we'll be good. We will have it in college basketball. It's not quite the same, but we will be doing it. So yeah. Uh, that was a good job by Purdue to help us finish the year on a positive. And we will make some bowl game picks, but the bowl games that never was really a wild game too. It, it it truly was. It, it was a a hell of a game. And uh, no, I think that sums it up though. Yeah, uh, there were quite a few like little skirmishes and dust ups, but probably that's just college football rivalry week, so we don't really go into that. Nothing was too crazy, but you know, like I said, rivalries make college football what it is, and. Now, this leads us to week 14. There are, I believe, 10 games this week. Uh, on Friday, so we don't even get Saturday yet, on Friday night at 7 p.m., Oregon goes to Sin City and plays Washington. Now, Washington is ranked fourth, Oregon is ranked sixth in the coaches' poll, AP poll, but you wouldn't know that based on the spread because... Why are you bringing up polls, dude? We got the real rankings. Okay. I just saw the four and the six. Okay. So, uh, Oregon's a nine and a half point favorite. Um, I do think this line is inflated a little bit. I do know, like, from a Vegas, clearly this is the Vegas people saying, hey, I have Oregon power rated much higher than Washington. So you could say, well, they play each other this year. Why did Oregon win? And to which you'd say, dude, if, if you believe that game was the truth, Go bet Washington. If you think Oregon is the better team and they're going to out-muscle them, do it again. You know, Chris, I, I, the nine and a half points, I think, like you said, is a bit high. I do think this game is close. Now, is Washington on their last life of, of the season? Possibly. But I think this team, though, when you've won 19 football games in a row, you're playing your rival who has had a long year like you, I, 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 would, I would lean Washington for the spread, but – it seems like everything in the world is up to Oregon winning this game. What do you think? I mean, it is it is hard to to say not you know to, to not think that um, when you look at that second half. Um, you know, they had a thirteen play drive that lasted seven minutes that ended in a turnover on downs. Um, they had a late. I mean, both of them had late turnover on down drives in the in the game. Um, you know, <laughs> if you look at that turnover, so they had another one, their second time, the second, I'm talking about Oregon, the second time they, they had the ball, the second, the last time they had a 10 play drive over four minutes. And then they still managed because, you know, it was like a two play touchdown, uh, to get the lead 36, 33 for Washington. 
They had another 10-play drive, and they missed the field goal, 42-yard field goal. So a lot of things didn't really go their way. Um, They played pretty good. If you look at fourth down efficiency, 0 of 3 on that game. Um, They had the time of possession. They didn't turn the ball over, but they did have those turnover on downs. They were able to run the crap out of the ball and pass the crap out of the ball. And I I think that's where it is. And, And we've seen, you know, the better team now, you know, as far as I test in, you know, somewhat uh, same teams and what they did to them, you know, Washington, high-flying offense, Oregon scores more by seven points, which is a lot. Um, they both throw a lot, pretty much the same numbers there. One runs for almost uh, a buck 90, the other buck 22, and the other gives up 135 on the ground rather than 92. Give up 23 to 16. Like, it just – they're a better overall team. They got a better defense, Oregon does, and they can run and pass. Okay? The combination of run and pass, uh, both of them are well coached. Uh, when I saw the eight and a half, I saw it go to nine and a half. I jumped on the ten and a half. I bought a point. Um, I do think, so I got plus ten and a half right now. I, I do think that Washington. Even if it's a you know trying to come back, get an ugly touchdown at the end, or it's going to be a really tight game. I I think it should be about seven, seven and a half, tops eight, maybe fluctuating in that frame. But I think it's a little high. But I, I, Oregon's going to win. But I do have the plus ten and a half. I think the angle that people want to say the reason why Oregon's going to win is because they're just going to out physical Washington. But I will just to take Washington's side, like that they were supposed to do that the first game. So, like if the well, they ran for two hundred yards on them. So I mean, two hundred to ninety. So, I mean, true. You know. Yeah, I and may, maybe the home field was enough too. But my just game's not Oregon either. It's a neutral site. I'm sure both fans will be there. But I, I feel like for all the love the media seems to be given Oregon, it's like you should have probably won the first game then. So if they had the hiccup once, it, it could happen again. As, as to your point for taking the plus 10, like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And, yes, Washington is maybe they've had – it seems like they have a lot of crazy games, but uh, I just – I don't know. I, I feel that the 10 is just too high. Like, y- y- you win 19 games for a reason, and, again, if I just – I feel like I guess I'm just being the just going against what everyone is going to say because I'm sure the whole the whole world's going to bet Oregon. That explains why the spread's got up to the way it is. I doubt it'll go to like ten or eleven. I think that'd probably get bought back down. But I hope Washington wins. I'm just enjoying for, cheering for that team. And to give them credit for my last point, I've ripped on their defense pretty much the whole year uh, since the after the first half of that Utah game. So the second half of Utah and against. Uh, Oregon State and against Washington State, that defense has picked it up. They had they had a rough batch there against uh, USC and some other and Arizona State, Arizona. But for the past, what would it be? Uh, it's eight, twelve. For the past ten quarters, Chris, that defense has gone for me kind of shoved around to. I don't know if they made changes or something, but they've looked respectable, and that's that's. You know, Oregon's defense ain't elite either. So I think if that defense can keep doing what they're doing and just give their offense a chance to stay in the game, let Penix work his magic. I'm with you. I hope they win. I hope they pull off the, I guess you'd say, the upset. Uh, 
I'll be I'll be cheering for him. I would probably bet Oregon. I'll be cheering for Washington. What's your prediction? You know how we do it here. This is the biggest uh, game. So the, there's two top teams or two top matchups. This is I, one of them. I think that. Don't give me this I, jerky jerky stuff. All right. Oh, if, if I put my down, I'd bet Oregon. But I I would to Oregon What's money your line. Prediction to win the game. Uh, Oregon wins Sir. by six. Okay. Even game detail. Wow. Yeah. Six, I like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they'll win, but I, I you know, we're both we're both in agreements there as far as uh, I think they can keep it within ten. Um, I feel pretty comfortable about my plus ten and a half. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm glad I got it when I did because it went up, and so yada yada yada. Um, Georgia, Alabama. They. Um, they, two years ago, they met twice in the same year. Georgia lost the first game. They beat them in the chip. Um, we saw what happened in that game. It was very, like, winnable, and then it fell apart on them for Georgia. Then they, you know, they ended up winning the chip. They're, they won it two years in a row now. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, both teams, you know, both teams really don't always start the game, especially the first quarter, but just the first half in general a lot of times. They haven't really – they're kind of throwing back. They're doing a throwback how they used to be, especially Bama, um, where they just grind you away, then pull – then all of a sudden you're, you're going to win by 14. But – obviously not last week. But um, they both kind of, you know, finding their footing, finding their grind – you know the 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 rhythm. They 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 had to replace quarterbacks. They had to, they're always replacing, but they're always reloading as well. Um, Bama still doesn't have a super strong running game, but as far as off your running back, but they still shit. It's still almost one seventy eight if you round up per game, which is damn good. But a lot of that is the quarterback, um, where that's not necessarily the case on the Georgia side. Um, they, they run a little bit more, but they are passing the shit out of the ball. They're fully healthy now. They still were able to manage to, to play really well. Um, even when Bowers went out, they're all world tight end. And neither defense is as stingy as we're used to, but the, buy, the bar is really high. Um, and when I mean by that, I mean opponent rushing yards, Bama 128. In 118, basically for that, that's kind of high. They should be more yeah. in the 90s range. You know what I mean? So True. I could see a ball control type game. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, this, this one, I don't think Bama's getting, over, you know, super undervalued by any stretch. But I don't know, man. I, Georgia's looks so. I feel like Georgia's look better on offense. And I think ultimately that'll probably be the difference. What, what are your thoughts on this one? Because there's still something in the back of my head that Georgia's finally going to lose. Let's remember, they haven't lost in so damn long. And what, the last team that beat them was during the regular season 2021, right, uh, with, with uh, Bama? Yeah, I uh, – who would you say has a better quarterback? Or is it a um, all purpose, I would say Georgia because he, you know, they can throw it back. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, and, and they have a running back that's producing their running yards a little more than than the other way. 
but yeah, I'd say they got the better quarterback. Uh, Beck's and, the better quarterback. I mean, <laughs> not by a long shot. I mean, you know, we've documented Milroy's improvement. I, I just think from watching both of these teams play a good chunk of games this year, yes, Georgia had some slow first halves, but they've just seemed to me, Chris, like the more complete team because Bama's obviously had their hands full held. They were I know it's a long time ago, but they were tied with you, 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 uh, USF at three to three and a half this year. Like, you know, I, I obviously progressed since then, but like, this hasn't been your regular Nick Saban squad. So I do think that Georgia is just, they're just slightly a better team this year. And I, as you said, this is not the regular high caliber Saban defense they've normally had either. So I, I don't know. I think that maybe this is the, like the least, maybe, and I hate saying it, but like like the least star-studded game this team's had for a while, because both these teams had so many guys go pro for the last handful of years. Like normally when we're talking about this game, it would be Georgia's defense who has future first-round draft picks against uh, Nick Saban's quarterback who's going to be a first-round draft pick. So it, it's almost to be more fun to predict because there's not quite the future NFL Sunday stars as much as I'm used to seeing on this field for this game. So maybe that's why in my head I'm like, damn, maybe it's just going to be a fun one. Uh, I just, I'll, I'll lead Georgia. Like I said, I think they've been the more complete team. I think they're a little bit of a deeper skilled team. But if Nick Saban out coaches or out schemes Kirby Smart, would it shock me? Hell no. Like, I, I think this will be a fun game. I don't think there will be quite the high scoring show we've had in the last couple of years. I think this game will be a little more low paced. Uh, like I I'm fair. saying, yeah, because yeah, normally these teams have been like 55. Would you go under the 55 or I think 55 is a pretty good number. I would take first half under. I could see this game maybe open up a little bit in the second half, but I would take first half under very confidently. It's probably you're looking at like, like a 27, 28 under because sure. George has been a sleepwalking first half team and Bama's offense, aside from the deep balls, they have not quite been the regular offense they have because they don't have that future number one wide receiver either. So yeah, I will take under a first half, and I will take Georgia to win. I'm going to go Georgia 31 to – well, I hit my I was going to say 31-27, but that does seem low for these teams. I'll say Georgia 31-27 victory. Yeah, I was going to say right in that realm, 30-24 to 24 or, you know, 30-23 or something like that. But I got Georgia winning as well. Um, by the way, I mean, UNLV will host Boise State in the Mountain West Championship uh, the next night, December uh, 2nd. I mean, it's crazy, dude. Uh, to have these polls and computers and all that, why would you need to go with that? Like, head-to-head, don't you, don't you have, like, seven different things that you can measure after that? Or then maybe you go to the polls if they didn't play each other or something like that, but... Yeah, have the same conference record and beat them. I just don't know how UNLV's. That is just the. I had forgotten about that, Marshall. I had forgotten how they decided right when it's tied. And I looked at the conference finals like, what the hell? Why isn't that fixed? Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. They do the Harris poll or whatever. They use three computers uh, that were used in the original BCS. Oh, uh, it's the same. My, you know, when Miami beat Florida State but didn't go to the chip, 
against Oklahoma in 2000, the year, first year of the, the BCS. And, and Washington should have been there, you could say, too, because they beat Miami. Um, that shit's ridiculous. Now, is it still going to be a good game? Sure. But that yeah. I can't believe that that exists right now. I mean, that is and, – and another thing is it sounds like Oregon State and Washington State well, they 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 did they do have control of the Pac-12 name now, and they got a bunch of money coming in. So it sounds like they're going to try to buy the Mountain West and just brand it the Pac-12 to keep the Pac-12 alive. Well, they better change that goddamn rule. The first first rule of order: give them the teams their money to switch over and, and you know rebrand it. And you know, in ten years, people won't even know the difference. Um, do come on. Like, that is such a horrible way when you have the head-to-head right there staring at you. Yeah, that's uh, – hey, there's rules and bylaws that exist in this country, whether it's sports or history or whatever. It, just, some of them are stupid. And it's definitely <clears throat> one of those that's stupid. I just – I got nothing. Hey, hey, hats off to UNLV for a team that's been a doormat program for basically since I've known you as a friend. Uh to have the record they had, that hats off to Barry Odom. You, you didn't quite have success in the zoo, but to take a team that's been pretty much a dumpster fire, I'll give them credit. Now, the conference schedule, or conference that you said is stupid. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Now, I will say, here's my pick of the weekend. Sorry, I've been switching. I will, I'll be better money on this. I will be taking Louisville confidently. Now, why does this game matter? Well, Florida State, they're an interesting team, because if they win, do they deserve a spot in the playoff? We'll see. But, um, I'm taking Louisville to win. I think they obviously had a rough game against a rival. It didn't really matter to them in theory, but after watching Florida State play Florida, that backup quarterback <laughs> is not is not the starter. And I do think that Louisville's defense has carried them the whole season, and I think they will do that this year. I think you have a – I I like Norvell. I actually like them both, but I think you have a better coach. I think you have a team that's more well-rounded. That defense, I think, is going to shut down Florida State. And Florida State's defense is not elite. They're, now, granted, Florida can do anything on offense, but I don't really count that. But I do think that Louisville knocks off Florida State and opens up the door for some fellow brothers to sneak the way up in that college football playoff bowl. But I will take, it was plus four. Now I see it's plus two and a half for Louisville. So get yeah. that line because I think other, other people see what I'm seeing, but I'm taking Louisville Cardinals to knock off Florida State confidently in the ACC championship game. Yeah, I agree. I got Louisville as well. Definitely get a plus number. I didn't get the plus four, but I definitely want to jump on it. Um, can New Mexico State uh, give Liberty hell? Uh, they're a ten and a half point favorite right now. Liberty. Shouts out to Jerry Kill. He got a hell. You know, had a hell of a season. Yes. Ten and three. Uh, Just like that UNLV, action. absolutely. Well, except. You know, you know, he shouldn't be there. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but Oklahoma State, Texas, I mean, do we both think Texas is going to win? Is it, is it a matter of covering? Is that is that what we're looking at? That they'll, Will they win by, four, you know, 15 or not? Uh, hey, Texas has been a pretty sluggish a lot of the game. Besides their beatdown of Texas Tech this past week, Texas has won games, but it hasn't been pretty. So I would yeah. I would say Gundy plus the 14 and a half. Hell, yeah, absolutely. And they haven't been pretty either most of the time. Although. But been, they found a way. Yeah, go ahead. 
Although politics talk now, because if you are Texas, you you want to run the score. If you can, right. you want to drop 58 on them. You want a 58 right. to 10 win to say, hey, put us in the bowl. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key there. That's the key. Well, so to, to wrap it up, you just wanted to discuss I wouldn't the touch series. that 14 and a half, though. I don't know. I, I'm oh, kind well, of in between actually, on that. You're, you're right. If, 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 if run up the score wasn't much of yeah, that's true. All right, that's the only wanna, reason why I wouldn't. My gut tells me to do it, but Texas, the way Texas Tech's not a great team, but they just no. devoured them. Devoured yes. them. So I think there'll be more devouring going on. And then, you know, can Iowa keep it? You know, it's 23 and a half. I'm on Fox. Uh, 35 and a half over under 23 on Fox. <laughs> um, what do we Are we going, are we going to go under? Hey, One well, last I, time. Just for the gifford. Hey, is that or am uh, I chasing? Penn State held Iowa to four first downs. What is Michigan's defense going to do to that Iowa offense? Like Iowa's defense, I'm sure they're going to battle. Have maybe they seen like a punter like this though? Have maybe they take, seen? Okay. <laughs> maybe take a first quarter under. But if Michigan, I I, I would bet Michigan. To, I'd bet Michigan to cover. I, I think they do. I think that team is a different team. And hell, if Penn State killed you and Michigan's better team, Penn State. It was State, 10 to zip at half. Okay? It true. was 10 to zero at half. It's true. So maybe the, maybe, I think your first quarter sounds about right. And, you know, Michigan's kind of that, that team. As long as you don't do what the Gophers did and throw a pick six right away, usually they, you know, it takes them a quarter and a half to start beating you up. <clears throat> yeah, I just watch that, watch that Iowa offense struggle against, move the ball against Nebraska. I, uh, so you're not going under? <laughs> No, I, I I think Michigan's I, I would yeah, I think Michigan could cover the. What if they beat them thirty-one zip? That's under baby. Thirty-one to three is under baby. I I I, I ain't touching it. I'll say that. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have chickened out last week. I I I, I messed up. It defies logic, but yes, I, I I I'm right there with you. But I like your first quarter. I might have to look into that one, my friend. <laughs> So uh, a few, maybe a few questions about the, who's who's making the final four. Then we'll wrap this thing up. Oh sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So let me ask you this: Let let's see if Washington loses a close game to Oregon, does that automatically kick them out, or could you say because then Washington's you gotta give lost. me all the scenarios okay. though. All right, so all right, you gotta let's do all the this. scenarios because we don't know who's what, where, and how. Okay, all right. So Georgia beats Bama. Okay, so they're still uh, in. Yeah, Georgia, Michigan beats Iowa. We assume. Okay, Okay. so they're in. Yep. Louisville loses to Florida State. Or, sorry, Louisville beats Florida State. I was going to say, man, you're really messing this up, huh? And and Washington loses by a field goal to Oregon. What do you you go, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Oregon? Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Oregon. And and let's say, so you'd have Texas, let's say Texas wins. So my serial. Georgia wins, they're right. in. Michigan right. wins, they're in. Florida State loses, they're out. Oregon beats Washington by a field goal, and Texas beats Oklahoma State. Would you take – Would you? what do you do with the Oregon-Washington? Because they split. Is right. it the most recent win that gets you in? Well, I think – I think Oregon would get it over Washington, to be honest. For sure. Agreed. So um, then you have Washington or Texas. Washington or Texas, yeah, because uh, cause Louisville. 
Okay, so at Alabama or home at Oregon? I'm talking wins. What's the best win? Because like you said, now they struggled without their quarterback for a while, and they struggled with their quarterback for a while. Um, Just clarifying that, right? Um, Let's see. Let's see. They they lost. Strength of schedule. You probably have to give that to Washington. They lost Oklahoma at home. They were at home. They lost to Oklahoma. Let's not forget about that. They barely beat Houston. Kansas State's a good team. They they grinded that one out. Like you said, TCU's not a good team. They barely got by that. They looked good against Iowa State, like, you know, a good enough. They won by 10 on the road, which that's not an easy place. Man. Oh, remember that the the, the Texas OU is at the, at the state fairgrounds. Neutral site. Oh, yeah, good call. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um... Yeah, they were just home, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. Um I'd probably say Texas would get in. I'd probably say Texas would get in. Okay, here's At the, Bama. At Bama here's win. The other hypothetical I heard for it. And this one is interesting. What do you think? If, you can't just ask oh. questions and then fucking I, duck it. I, I think that I think What that do you think? Pack- not what your emotion oh. If Because if, if we go off emotion I don't want to repeat what you were saying before the season started about Washington. Now, if I was a voter, I I could make a strong pitch in that room to say, "Hey, Washington, Oregon." I think that's because again, you're you're congratulating Oregon for a win against a team that they lost to, and I think that the Pac-12 as a conference this year was stronger than the Big 12. So if if or if Washington lost by a field goal in this scenario. I would vote for Washington, Oregon to both go in. I know it would be a little unconventional, but, like, if you're comparing losses at conferences and strength of schedules, I think that I would give the slight, slight edge to All right, let's go non-conference then. Michigan State, (laughs) what, Michigan State, Boise State is their best win. Who's Texas' best win in the non-conference? Not just Bama, but at Bama. And and, and another thing is, wonder if Georgia barely beats them. So the team that barely beat the number one team in the country got beat at home by Texas. And that that would be a great Trump card for my power the the conference card against the non conference cards, and that's that is a hell of an ace to have up your. And let's be honest, the Pac twelve wasn't as good as it looked in September, correct? The, Utah was not yes. as good because they didn't have their their quarterbacks, right? Arizona I was, looked better. Than True. we thought, but lot, yeah, Oregon State was solid, no doubt about it. But they, but there wasn't six ranked teams where you're like any of these guys can make it. By the time we got into the season, you started to see a difference, correct? Yeah, I, I would still give a vote to the Big Pac-12 or the Big 12. Then, but then the right, year, but right, I'm it saying that it's not nearly as far as we thought it was in September. Is my point. Fair. Yeah, yeah, but I, I would give the slight, slight edge to Washington. Uh, and both the teams others. would have grinded through their season, too. <laughs> True. It is close. It's it, it may, And maybe the way Bama plays, Georgia could matter, too. I think it will. I, it, it yeah. will. That's where the, we don't know. You know what I mean? All right, two more quickies. This, this one, oh, this here one. we fucking go. All right, he now, didn't this, talk about any of this before, either. This guy. If, if, if Florida State wins – does the committee have to consider, do we put in a team that does not have their starting quarterback in? Is that unfair or fair? Like, so Florida State beats Louisville. Are they in? And then you're going to have, like, a 20-point underdog to Georgia? 
is having their quarterback out. In the same scenario out. we were just talking about with Florida, the only switch was Florida State winning. All right. Okay, so let's see. Uh, so Georgia yes, wins. Yes. Mich- Georgia and Michigan both win. They're both in. Okay. Uh, let's say obviously someone has to win between Oregon and Washington. Okay, and let's say okay. Texas wins. Does Florida State get knocked out simply due to the fact that right now they're not a complete team? Well, one, they're not in right now. So I don't know how. It, okay, so Louisville's going to go down. We don't know where they're going to go down, but they're going down because sure. they were dead. They're going to go down. How far? Don't know. We're going to find out tomorrow. Um, I don't think they get in. I don't. I don't think they get in. Okay, so you, even if Florida State beats Louisville, you don't think they would get in just in general? You know, even despite the quarterback. I would pick them over. I would pick Oregon and Texas over them. Okay. Fair. So, and right, especially so Bama, if Bama beat Georgia, obviously. Bama's eight right now. You know, where's Ohio State? You said before we hit record that Ohio State's going to go from two to eight. That's what you think, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you should, it should be. Yeah. Two to eight. They should go below Oregon, Texas, and Bama. Yes. So that bump up. Yeah. I, I don't think Florida State's going to get in, man. They would oh, need. Okay. Like, because that's the thing. If Georgia loses, does that really help their case? Because Alabama's going to get in. You know, if Washington loses, Oregon's going to be in front of them. It's like they're. Here's a prime example. Missouri was above Louisville. They had one. Lo- they had a more one more loss. Yeah. Than them, ninety two ten and one at the time. Obviously, I don't know, man. What do you okay. think? You think they put in Florida State? It is name recognition. They'd have about a month to get the guy ready. Well, I think if if, if we're looking for who who's playing the best football, like if you're looking at kind of how the conference championships go, like well, if we're looking I, at that, you might as well discount Washington if we're looking about who's playing the best football. But I just wonder if because I heard this on a on a show, I was like, I wonder if if having That's your score if you have your score card back out, does that does that defect you? Because then you're going to be like a twenty point dog. Now, is that fair? Hell no. But it is it's like, not fair. No, it, it isn't fair at all. But it is a, a fair question to bring up, just because. Yeah, like yep. now, if 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 the quarterback was healthy, then then I they'd think they'd be in. Yeah, they'd, they'd be, be in the so, first spot right now. You know, tomorrow. Yeah. So does, sure. should the star quarterback being injured affect your chance of making? Especially the, how good that quarterback was compared. Yes. So yeah. that was just it sucks, man. It really sucks. Hey, I'm a Miami's my number two squad behind the Gulfs, and you know I feel for Florida State, no doubt about it. It sucks, dude. It and sucks. Lot, I had a couple of friends text me that day when it happened. I was like, man, I feel for you, dude. That's a bad break. Yeah, that yeah, literally. And I guess for the last part, if, is, is this it, the last part? Because yes, it is. Time's a ticket here. No, I know. If, if Georgia gets their ass whooped, are they still automatically in? No. If they get their ass oh. kicked, I don't think so. If they get their oh. ass kicked, I don't think yeah. so. Okay. I don't think so. I think they could move to the fifth spot, but that's like in the scenario we we're talking about. Sure. You know, we're uh, take away Florida State. Um, the one we were talking about prior. Now, see, this yes. is why it would have been nice to talk about this, Marshall, so we could get all this stuff figured out because it's all we're all we've, we're on our fourth scenario here. Um. So Bama beats the shit out of Georgia. Yeah, I think they drop out. Because I think well, the whole... as long as 
see it matters. That's why we should talk. But uh, but I think the whole Washington, nation thinks that George does Washington in. win then or not. You know what I mean? Okay. Is Washington undefeated? Is, did Oregon beat them? How bad did they beat them? And there's a lot of. It's a tough one to just you know we need and, to talk this through. And I, I and I really didn't even think it, Albert, just because in my head I yeah I, I know literally I think know, that I can tell. Georgia must be the team. I think everyone in the country thinks they're shooing even if they lose. I think that unless they get their ass kicked. Okay. You said that's where true. it's you're, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's if it's true. 47 to 17, you go, well, wait a fucking second. Now, who's their best wins? And then who's their best wins? Okay, they beat uh, they beat um, Mizzou. Who's Mizzou. their best win? And Ole Miss, yeah. Who's the, okay, who's Old Miss's best win? Uh, Tulane. Tennessee? Yeah, t- Tulane or Tennessee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, then yeah. all of a sudden you go, well, okay, you did all this during the regular season. We know your non-conference was hogwash. Sure. Right? We know your schedule was light overall. I mean, they closed with ranked teams. Uh, you know, I think Michigan should probably be one now this week. But otherwise, yes. I was fine with Georgia being first. No problem at all. Fair. Because they've really gotten their shit together. And they look the part. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Let, let's shut this thing down, though. Okay. All right. Well, hey, there's going to be a fun debate because there's so many different scenarios. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Someone's going to be pissed off come next week. So, on that note, we appreciate the support. We love you. Hey, stay warm this time of the year. And be ready for a great Friday and Saturday. Remember, Friday night is the Pac-10. Pac-12, okay, so Washington, Oregon Friday night, then watch a bunch of good football Saturday night. The boys are out tonight. Love you. Peace.